We should have someone on our show. No. Maybe someone who's actually been to Atlantic City. No. Ever, since we've never been. No. Howdy, it's Monday, July 13th, 2020, and this is episode 129 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? The casinos are open. We uh, can go. Most, mo- most of them. Right now. We could. Why aren't we in Atlantic City right now, Kyle? Uh, yeah, we should be. I see no reason not to be. Certainly not our children, or families, or the coronavirus. Yeah, that's all right. All right. Okay. So we'll book in a couple of weeks. I mean, I know we've got those ocean comps. So I mean, you. Uh, oh, so you have ocean comps too? Uh, I think it's like Sunday through Thursday and some Fridays. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That's better than no Fridays. My brother has seven days a week. You, I when, believe, have seven. Days when? A week. Yeah, I've got seven days a week at at Ocean and Hard Rock. I get nothing from Hard Rock. Nothing. I have like five days a week from Resorts and Trop because they hate me. But what can you do? I don't think Resorts has sent me anything since the reopen. Neither has mm. Trop. Caesar is pretty consistently weekdays. I I haven't logged into the website ever, but I'm I'll probably get seven nights. I assume at Caesars because I don't think they're really have a shortage of rooms. Yeah, it seems like based on what I'm seeing in our group and the Everything AC Casinos group is that a bunch of people are like, "Whoa, I never got any summer comps before, and suddenly I'm getting summer comps, if not summer weekend comps." Should we talk about 1929? Yeah, tell us about it. There was something called the Atlantic City Conference, a legendary meeting of the biggest mobsters in the country, or at least in the Northeast and Chicago, uh, which is very appropriate for us currently watching Boardwalk Empire and the list of names, including such such people as Johnny Torrio, Lucky Luciano, Nucky Johnson, obviously. Uh, all of these people featured prominently in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, so basically, it seems like this was a huge gathering of all these competing families to get together and figure out a plan going forward for like a much larger national crime syndicate who would work together and make profits even higher rather than competing against each other and murdering each other and trying to fight over each other's turf and that kind of stuff. Is that the general idea as you gathered? Yes. Yes, that's, that is basically what I, what I read. I, I like they had a quote from Al Capone being like, you know, we've all decided to go back and, you know, try to start over and start new again and we got everyone to sign on the dotted line so a heartwarming story so seems seems like it was mostly set up by meyer lansky uh who is also in boardwalk empire nucky johnson kind of made all the arrangements made sure everybody was well fed and well lubricated and had hotel rooms to stay in apparently there was and and fur coats apparently right oh really i I think I, i read that in the article he gave them all fur coats Apparently, though, very hard to check the accuracy of any of these reports. So a lot of ink has been spilled, I think, about this 1929 Atlantic City Conference, including in the book Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Not really. I do have seven night a week comps at CET. Just, you know, people want to know. Not at Caesars, though. Most most weekends I'd have to pay for at Caesars. But yeah, Bally's and Harrah's. It's seven night a week comps, except randomly for Sunday, July 19th at Bally's. Don't know what's going on there, but whatever it's a weird one it's it's very strange i'm not sure what this has to do with the atlantic city conference or the mob unless you're hinting something perhaps bally's is having a lot of mobsters on sunday july 19th maybe that's why oh interesting maybe it's the 
whatever that would be, hundred and the ninety first anniversary of the uh, man. I'm definitely not checking my Caesars rates right this second. No, I, I think that's a installing. Like that's not what's happening right now. In case there's any question about that, I think you should you should finish checking your rates before we actually get into the news because you know we don't want to interrupt once we're in the flow of our finely tuned uh, news delivery. Seven nights a week at the Harrah's, five yep. five nights a week at Bally's, and random weekdays here and there at Caesars. Cool. I do get Harris comped on the 19th. Yeah, me too. Bally's me too. is $129. Yes, Bally's is the only one. That's the only, only night that Bally's I had to pay for. I yeah. don't know what was going on. I don't get it. All right. Let's go to Harris, man. Haven't been there in five years. It's been a long time. That sounds about right. Because the last time we went was... The trip we talked about in episode one, which occurred probably no, in not true, really no, because we went in. It was in the it was in the twenties when uh, Harris needs their twenty five bucks back. Mm, that but, was in, that but was. In the I 20s. don't think I don't think we were staying there. Were no, we? no, we weren't staying there. So we've not stayed there since before episode one. I think it was like August of twenty fifteen. I think it's almost been five years since we stayed at the Harris. Wild. We probably owe it another shot. It's hard to believe that that's five years ago. I don't. I think we might have actually stayed at Harris uh, a later trip. I don't think so. I have it in a spreadsheet. I'm about to tell you <laughs> right now. You're right. Uh, we did not. I am the. Is it August 2015? Last time we stayed there. August 21st to the 23rd of 2015. All right. We can figure out where we should be staying based on what's open where. Yes, I'll tell you where we should not be staying, and that is the Borgata. When were you supposed to go? It was like today or something? No, July 22nd to the uh, 24th. And I got an email just a couple days ago saying they've canceled all reservations through July 25th. So I meant to go cancel my reservation. It wouldn't let me do it online. And I was like, well, I'm not going to call somebody. I'm just going to wait until they cancel it for me. And they did. So that worked out. Yeah, great. Um, so I perhaps, don't... perhaps you will get uh, like a good comp when they open back up or whatever because they cancel your reservation. I'd be very shocked. I doubt it too, but it'd be nice. I don't know if if 725 actually means anything. I mean, they've sort of been canceling things piecemeal throughout this whole thing. So, or like, you know, a couple weeks at a time. So I still think that they won't necessarily wait until indoor dining is an option. I think they might be trying to figure out some other, you know, sort of workarounds. But given the workarounds currently being used at various Atlantic City casinos, I'm not sure that they would be that inspired by what's what's available to to see something and say oh yeah they're really nailing it but maybe we should talk about what all is going on i mean last time we talked casinos were not open so they opened on the 2nd of july mm-hmm. most of them all except borgata uh caesar's harris and bally's were invitation only i saw some reports that day the, the second that it was pretty quiet and it seemed like it was pretty quiet on the third as well tiffany gambler who i think actually emailed us very early on yeah. in the run of the show I think she's emailed us a few times. She is a an Atlantic City vlogger. So Atlantic City finally has a vlogger in the style of the many, many Vegas vlogs. For some reason, lots of them originating out of the UK. So she right now is in the middle of posting videos night by night of a five-night trip that was, I think, July 2nd to the 6th, 6th or 7th. I guess the 7th of his five-night trip. So the first night they were at Bally's, it was totally dead. That was the like invite only. Second night still seemed pretty slow, waiting to see the third night stuff. But if you're interested in seeing a, an Atlantic City vlog, there finally is one. 
Tiffany Gambla, G-A-M-B-L-A. Look for it on YouTube. Certainly her real name. I think so. Yep. I think it must be. I did. Seems like people in everything AC Casinos said that Ocean was fairly crowded this past weekend. Yeah. Is it kind of like how, how we said it was fairly crowded when we were there right before it closed? Oh, yeah. I mean, it got legitimately crowded right before it closed at Ocean. But I don't know. For some reason, it seems like just based on what little I could see, Ocean seems to be doing a little better than other places. But I haven't seen a whole lot of reports from Hard Rock. Uh, I have seen a lot saying that wait times at outdoor dining has has been absurd. That includes like Landshark and Margaritaville at resorts. That includes the f- new Fish and Co. place that's outdoors at Hard Rock. So uh, certainly figure out what the rules are for the outdoor dining in terms of can you make a reservation in advance? You have to like walk up and put your name on the list. It seems like Landshark and, and uh, Margaritaville, you just have to kind of go up and put your name on the list and they'll tell you how long you have to wait. A lot of other places are like reservations very limited yeah obviously you know the outdoor seating setup is is the capacity is not nearly as much as what it normally is so you may have to have quite a wait on weekends for outdoor dining if you really want to sit somewhere and eat uh should i get into what all those options are since i have that all listed yeah go for it uh so this was the research i did for once i did some research i sat down today and went through all the websites of all the casinos and tried to figure out where you could go to eat not just takeout, because tons of places are doing takeout, including like, you know, Morton's and, and upscale stuff, all the places at the court in the quarter at Tropicana. So I'm going to go starting at Tropicana and go up the boardwalk and then we'll get into the marina and other places. So Tropicana, their site actually makes it kind of unclear what has outdoor dining versus what's takeout only. One weird thing is that Olan has outdoor tables normally, but is not actually open right now. So I guess they've just done the math and figured that's not worth it. Hooters, definitely open for outdoor dining. Big thumbs up there. Casa seems to be open for outdoor dining. Chickies and Pete's as well. Blue Parrot Pool and Deck Bar is open. The Beer Garden and Bungalow Beach Bar and Restaurant, uh, the like hookah lounge type place. Those are right close by to Tropicana, not actually part of Tropicana. Those are all open. Caesars, the only outdoor dining thing they actually list is Nero's Starlight Dining on the pool deck for dinner service only. So it seems like that's really lacking at Caesars. There's a lot of takeout options, um, but the only thing they actually list is Nero's. Yeah, they don't have anything there thinking about it. Somebody mentioned in the Everything AC group that you can get Gordon Ramsay Pub and Grill on the pool deck at Bally's, but I'm Mm. not sure about that. And that's not listed on the website. But if that's true, that's an option as well. Do you know what sounds really good right now? That I haven't thought about in a long time. Wings at Hooters. I don't know why. Just I'm I'm hungry. So sitting outside on the boardwalk eating some Hooters wings. Uh, that'd be nice, right? Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Bally's, Harry's Oyster Bar, courtyard seating. Guys, barbecue joint has sort of like picnic tables outside. Johnny Rockets, your favorite. Oh yes, the best. Guys, Chop House is being called Guys Rooftop Chop with outdoor dining at the Bally's pool deck. The Bally's Beach Bar is open. You can see if you go watch that. The, I think it's the first Tiffany Gambler video of this series. She goes to the beach bar. They do not have very kind things to say. Uh, the out there, and then there's an outdoor breakfast bar weekends from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Claridge, the view rooftop bar and lounge is open. And then if we go to the Orange Loop, Irish Pub has an outdoor patio. Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall obviously has always had outdoor seating. Rhythm and Spirits has outdoor dining available Thursday through Sunday only. It's the new Italian menu we talked about last episode. Bure has opened a new outdoor dining space with live music and DJs on weekends. Piccolo 
takeout only. No uh, outdoor dining. Uh, I want Piccolilly to just set up like those gray and white folding tables like your grandma had. Yeah. The little ones just you know in Pic- the gravel parking lot between them and, and Irish pub. And Piccolilly should dining. just take the cinder blocks off of the ceiling and make it open air because <laughs> why not? It's Piccolilly. Yeah, that's a good point. They did just have a ruling, I think, in New Jersey that if it was like at least two sides were open, were predominantly open, you could claim that it was outdoors or something. So they Ugh. should just take a bunch of the cinder blocks out yeah. for now and then put them back in. I yeah, that, that sounds great. Everybody wins. Uh, everybody's favorite cinder block cube, Piccolilly. It is pretty good. Resorts, East Wind and Mukashi. East Wind's the uh, noodles place. Mukashi is the new-ish sushi bar. Landshark and Margaritaville, as mentioned, all have outdoor dining. Hard Rock Fish & Co. is a new restaurant. I think it's sort of like a sister restaurant to uh, Council Oakfish. That is a new restaurant with outdoor dining. It's up the stairs from the boardwalk. They have drink service only Monday through Thursday, food Fridays through Sundays. The Hard Rock Cafe has a boardwalk patio. The Sugar Factory has a boardwalk patio. The beach bar at Hard Rock is open. There's something called the Balcony Bar, open Thursday through Monday, with the weird rule that Friday after 4 through Sunday at 4 p.m., you have to be either a hotel guest or a Wild Cards Rewards member. Not like a high-level Wild Card Rewards member, just any card member. That is strange, right? I mean, I guess it's it's probably just trying to get people to sign up for the card, but very strange. I couldn't figure out where this is. My guess is that it's the old scores bar up on the, up yeah, the stairs there. I, I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's called the balcony bar, so out overlooking the uh, boardwalk there or whatever. Yes, they say it's overlooking the steel pier, so that mm-hmm. would make sense. Sounds right. Ocean has surprisingly little open in terms of their typical places, but... They have moved a lot of stuff around. So they have an outdoor lobby bar that is drinks only. So I'm guessing that's, you know, out on the outdoor patio there. They yep. have some the Sky Garden outdoor bar, drinks and, a, and like a light menu. And then they've had food trucks coming to the valet entrance since there's no valet parking. And the valet entrance is like the main entrance that people would even come in walking. You'd walk right by those. So you can also get all your food to go and eat it on the outdoor patios uh, up by the lobby or... On the fifth floor of the parking garage, as anyone who's on their email list got that email just this past week. That is good. I yes. saw pictures. It's exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, it's just, is it just folding tables in their parking garage? It is folding tables in the parking garage, and all the pictures are of like styrofoam takeout containers on those tables, people eating. Incre- incredible. It's amazing. I mean, when I first saw it, I sort of like laughed at it because it's like, that's ridiculous. Who wants to eat in a parking garage? But then they sold it. They sort of explained it as not sold it, but they explained it as an option when it's raining outside, which is important. And there was a tropical storm last week. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I have to say it's outdoors. You're not getting wet. You don't have to go back to your room or if you're not staying there, you know, if you're just there for the day, you can actually eat something. It's fairly sensible, I think. However, the food trucks in the valley entrance do not include Distrito, which only looks like a food truck, but right. it's not really. <laughs> yes. Golden Nugget, the deck is open, has been open even before Golden Nugget. The casino opened, and the H2O, H2O pool bar, which is the rooftop pool, is open for hotel guests only. So that's interesting. It seems like the pool, that, that has kept the pool bar from getting exceedingly crowded. So if you're looking for a place to stay to be able to get poolside drinks at food, maybe consider Golden Nugget. Is that really hotel guests only? You would think that they would let you in if you had a player's card, but... I don't know. I mean, on the website, it says hotel guests only, but... Okay. Who knows? I'm, maybe if you're, you know, some high-level card. Mm. 
chairman or whatever it is. Yeah, elite. Harris Coastal Craft has outdoor dining on the pool deck. Gordon Ramsay Steak. They're calling it Gordon Ramsay Steak Under the Stars at the outdoor pool bar for dinner service only. AC Burger Co. on the Bay Walk. Does that mean like towards the walkway that you would go to Borgata? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) So you know, like... The way we usually go out to go to it, it's not kind of not near anything, but it does actually wrap around right next to Paris. So right. that sounds right. Yeah. So that's an outdoor bar now. Yep. So that's it for the casinos. Gardner's Basin, Gilchrist, Back Bay Ale House, both open. Uh, Back Bay Ale House, that would be a good place to go. We sat outside there. And then there's a bunch of places that this is not an exhaustive list, I'm sure, but non-casino places. There's a new place that opened in the middle of this pandemic called Rife. R-Y-F-E. It's on Atlantic Avenue and South Annapolis Avenue, about 10 blocks south or I guess west if you're looking at a map of Tropicana near Stockton College. Mm. And it's, so it's pretty well past all the casinos. It's so is, na- it, is it past Albany or no? I believe so. Hmm. It's open for outdoor seating. Menu looks pretty good. Kind of like upscale bar fare, then some steaks and, and seafood stuff. Kind of interesting that they did decide to open for takeout despite everything that's going on. You know, like they originally opened in the middle of all this. I, I think they're really aiming for Stockton area crowd and, and mm-hmm. locals and stuff. But it uh, looks pretty good. Menu looks good. Knife and Fork is open for outdoor dining daily. Doc's Oyster House is open for outdoor dining daily. Kelsey's is open for outdoor dining Wednesday and Thursday evenings. And then Friday through Sunday from noon to nine. The Tun Tavern over by the Sheraton is open daily. Vagabond Kitchen and Tap House, they have opened a new beer garden for outdoor seating right by their actual physical location. They're calling it the Mile Stretch Beer Garden. And I'm sure I'm missing some stuff, but that's what I could find. So if you're looking for some place to eat outdoor dining, oh, Angelo's Fairmount Tavern. That is something I forgot. They do have outdoor dining. My goodness, Craig, we need to go. Not not for the outdoor dining, but just... You know that I think we need to go to Angeles at some point. Yes. So my guess, my guess is that you are going to have better luck on wait times at the non-casino places. I would agree. I mean, that's that's the case usually even when there's not a pandemic. So Right. But also, you know, outdoor dining in Atlantic City, especially at Back Bay Ale House, I'm sure a lot of these other places are going to have great views of, of Atlantic City, of the, of the Bay side or of the Ocean side. It, it is quite a nice view at Back Bay, I have to say. And the beer was good. The food was fine. So, yep. However, the only problem was the guy with the broken truck that I thought we were just going to get broken down <laughs> on yes. the way there. That was bad. Yeah. Hopefully your experience does not include that. I think that that may be the only only Uber driver I did not give five stars because I thought wow. I was going to be stranded on the side <laughs> of the road. Also, I don't take Uber very often. It's been like 10 times total. So so somebody needs to go try every every place I just listed. And come mm-hmm. back with a full review. Yeah. And speaking of openings and Craig's research, uh, you've also looked into pools and spas. Uh, Caesars Harris and Bally's pools are all closed. Trop outdoor pools seem to be open, but the sea spa is closed. The resorts, pool, spa, and salon are all open. The ocean outdoor pools are open, including the Eclipse indoor outdoor pool, and the spa is also open. The Hard Rock pool is closed. The Rock Spa and Salon has limited availability by appointment only. And the Golden Nugget H2O pool is open for hotel guests only. Uh, salon and spa is closed. That's that. Yeah, that's that's it. That's what's open in Atlantic City. So based on all of this stuff, if you are picking a place to go for your coronavirus escape, based on what's open where, where do you want to stay? That's a good question. Let me look through the list one more time here. 
I mean, I think there's a different answer if you're including, like, what's very close by. Yeah. I mean, certainly if you consider what's close by, pretty much anything on the boardwalk seems much better than the marina, where you're, you know, not near anything. Nothing is close by. Yeah, I mean, like, Resorts has multiple outdoor dining options, and it's right by the Orange Loop. Resorts does, it is what I was thinking as well. I mean, Hard Rock seems to have a decent amount of stuff. Hard Hard Rock, I think, would be okay, too. Yeah. The Fish & Co. has gotten very mixed reviews from what I've seen in the Facebook groups, so keep that in mind. I believe you you owe me a meal at Hard Rock, by the I do. way. I don't know if you know that, but... It's going to be at Fish & Co. Uh, Ocean, I was expecting a little bit more ingenuity from them, just because they have the outdoor space. And Eat it seemed... in a parking garage, Craig. <laughs> what more ingenuity do you want? Yeah, and I mean, I, I think the food trucks thing is a great idea. I feel like more casinos could be doing stuff like that, but... I think it is a good idea. Outside of that, it feels kind of feels like they haven't done a whole lot. I mean, that, that being said, I have not seen the Sky Sky Garden or the Outdoor Lobby Bar. I mean, maybe those things look really awesome and are set up really well. And, I mean, this obviously all comes with the caveat that these places all thought that they were going to have indoor dining up until June 30th, and they were opening on July right. 2nd. I think I think Trap would be pretty good, too, from everything you said as a place to stay, even though I hate Trap, so... Well, I mean, there is Hooters, so that's a bonus. Does sound good. I mean, how nice does it sound if we're sitting out on the boardwalk right now eating some some wings? Yeah, I mean, one thing that also is an option that I would be more likely to do now than I ever would have when I was just doing normal casino trips is something like like H2O at, at Golden Nugget or the whatever it is, Blue Parrot. Is that what it's called? At <laughs> the Tropicana. Like the outdoor pool decks where you can go sit and get service. One thing about Atlantic City right now is it seems like it's significantly less crowded than other beach towns up and down the mid-Atlantic. So if you're actually looking for a slightly less crowded beach area where you can have some distance, Atlantic City may not be that bad an option. You don't seem sold, Kyle. No, it's not the worst idea you've ever had. Let's go. Let's go stay at the Claridge. Maybe I should take the family to Atlantic City, because as I told you earlier, we don't really have any, any firm beach plans, but... Go stay at the ocean. Could stay at plenty of places, yeah. One nice thing about ocean is that, you know, your family, you never even have to traipse your family through the casino or by the casino. Although I don't think that's something that would really bother you. Let me tell you, last time we we stayed at Hard Rock where you most certainly do have to traipse your family through the casino. I just remember my, I think think Isaac was, you know, my, my oldest was two at the time, like maybe almost three. And he was like pretty enthralled walking by all the slot machines all the time was definitely highly interested in the proceedings oh yeah i mean i still I mean, am. That, yeah that's that's how i feel i'm 36 so also just the idea of wandering through the casino your son and i were on the same wavelength we just want to yeah. go stare at stuff like oh look at those lights listen to the sounds although he probably wants to go bang on some buttons too oh yes i remember quite vividly how bad he wanted to bang on some buttons who doesn't i want to go All play right. some slots let's go play some slots so you say we got an email from friend of the podcast, Jim H., uh, which we got back on May 26th. Good job, Craig. Yes. So this is the same Jim H. who asked multiple questions in the mailbag episode. So he says, I recently read somewhere that the AGA, American Gaming Association, is optimistic the IRS might finally change the threshold for taxable jackpots from $1,200 to $5,000. This would be great news for dollar video poker players like myself. I think this is long overdue since $1,200 was set back in 1977. That's before you two were born, which is a shame because the 70s were great. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyways, as Craig would say, do you think this will happen? Can we get a petition going? It seems to me that the slot defendants would oppose this since it would seriously diminish their tips. And then you have a link to their press release, which I'm sure you'll include. But uh, yeah, it's quite surprising to me. It's first I've heard of that because last I heard they were actually talking about lowering it to $600, which I thought would be absolutely horrible. And I think we've talked about it on the show before. Yeah, so apparently it's sort of a federal government push to deregulate uh, lots of industries, and the AGA saw this as an opportunity to to push this increase. So uh, I, don't... I I must say it makes a certain amount of sense given that the president has a background in casino gaming. So yeah, that's true. So they talk about you know increasing the threshold to a realistic level in in line with inflation. So that's where they came up with $5,000. I think it does make a lot of sense. I agree with you that I would have thought it would go the other direction, if anything, but just because, you know, the state wants their money and the federal government wants their money. But just in terms of the nuisance of dealing with consistent hand pays and tax forms and that kind of stuff, uh, $1,200 has really become too low a number, I think, right? Because you don't oh, have yeah. to be playing like that high a denomination for that to be not an uncommon occurrence. Yeah. And especially, I think we were playing probably like four Vegas trips ago. So you, that must have been like nine years ago. We we were <laughs> playing a lot at MGM Grand in the high limit room, and there's a guy sitting there playing. And I don't, you know, I don't think he's playing like crazy limits, but he was just getting hand pays like every ten minutes. Like there was just a slot attendant standing next to him, and because if you play at a high enough denomination, like any bonus yeah. is a hand pay. Yeah, I mean, just for jacks or better, like I won't go above two dollars ever, just because if you go even to five dollars, it makes hand pays like incredibly not not terribly infrequent occurrences yeah i don't know are we starting a petition absolutely i i i think it makes perfect sense i think you know twelve hundred dollar hand pay is not good six hundred dollars would be even worse five thousand sounds good to me like i said i would have really thought it would go the other direction so i'm not super optimistic that this will actually get through you would never have to pay a hand pay for one dollar jacks or better yeah that'd be great for all that one dollar jacks or better i play i know well I play $2. Unfortunately, you still may have to do a hand pay there, but they should make it $8,001. Do you think that slot attendants would really be all that annoyed? Probably. How, how much money are they really making on tips? Probably a lot. Probably. Do you think that's like the majority of a slot attendant's income? Yes. Is it just getting tipped on the big hand pays? What did you tip your, your attendant? Like 50 60 bucks, bucks or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because I think it was like 2560 and I just gave her the, yeah. everything on top of the, tw- the 2500 yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's probably pretty good pay. Yeah. Seems like the best job in the house, frankly. But I, I'm going to guess that the slot attendant lobby, not all that strong compared no. to like the casino industry lobby. Well, hopefully we, we get this done. It, it does seem more likely while friend of the podcast Donald Trump is in the White House. So <laughs> the time to strike is now. Yes. Uh, all my future hand pays will not be hand pays anymore. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> Just think, this whole time I've been playing quarter video poker because I don't want to pay hand pays on even the uh, the royal. And now, if it's five yeah. grand, I mean, you have to play dollars. Even more. That's it. No dollars. That's that's the most. Oh, because then it would be what four thousand. Yep. You just said this. You just I, explained I did. this Liter- literally five minutes ago. But <laughs> I was just waiting for my next turn to talk, Craig. Before we close up shop when's the next time we're doing this are we gonna do it next week are we gonna solicit the people for mailbag questions because there certainly won't be very much news that's a good question we'll need to figure that out because i'm away for the week after that i'll be tantalizingly close to atlantic city but yet tantalizingly so far yes will you make a trip up there no one evening 
now I don't think I can justify that while staying in a house with my parents. (laughs) Justification. (laughs) What you need beyond it being so tantalizingly close. And that the podcast demands it. Your mother would approve. Would she? Nobody needs to tell your father. That's a good point. (laughs) That's true. All right. As long as none of our listeners... Tell Greg's father thousands that of it's listeners good. across the world. Tell my father that I want to go to Atlantic City. <laughs> yes, no, I'd, I'd be very shocked if I somehow end up in Atlantic City. Uh, you're di- you're I've never done it. I've done this Ocean City trip like four times, and I've never made the trip to AC. Yeah, I could take the kids to see Lucy the Elephant, though. Oh, that's even closer. I hear Margate is closer to Ocean City than Atlantic City is. All right. If you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can find all of our great content and buy a t-shirt at do for a win.com. By the way, I hope you got your t-shirt, Mike. Sorry for sending it late. You did. Find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify, but not YouTube. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions so we can record you an episode next week so we don't go three weeks between episodes to do for a win at gmail.com. Yep. All of that stuff. Boardwalk Empire episode 10. We both just watched it. You got to live my life of watching it immediately before an episode. How does it make you feel? It was a lot. Like, it was a lot to take in and then having to shift gears from this very emotional television show to (laughs) our very calm, collected, reasoned podcast was very difficult for me. I mean, should we should we just jump right into it, or do we need to bury the lead for a little bit and talk about the other stuff that happens? I think we have to talk about the others. What's the what's the actual plot? Uh, the actual plot. So it's just a little bit of an advancement of all of the storylines that have been going on. So a little bit more about Margaret and how she's very unsure of what she wants to do with her life, if she wants to continue down this path or not. Perhaps thanked, uh, you know, partially in part because of a very creepy visit by Van Alden. Uh, a very creepy visit by Van Alden. Get to see Jimmy's continued heel turn when he nearly kills the photographer after his son tells him that's mommy's kissing friend. Little did he know he wasn't talking about the photographer. That was my favorite scene in the show. Not the beating, but that's mommy's kissing friend. Yeah. (laughs) Just like exactly the type of dumb shit that a child would say. Indeed. Mommy's kissing friend. But yes, so who knows if Jimmy's wife is going to be running away or not. My guess would be not, but you know. We'll have to wait and see, because they were speaking of it going to Paris. Al seems like he's starting to mature a little bit, thanks to a pep talk from a nice old Jewish man. Uh, He's (laughs) ready to take care of his business now and become a responsible member of society, which, you know, good good on Al. A little bit about uh, Harrow? No. What's what's Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Harrow. Yeah, the the no-face guy. Yes, the sniper. Some killing of a couple of the brothers that have been after after Nucky, after uh, Chalky White captures them, and the third guy who you mentioned at the very beginning of the episode. So Doyle is now apparently back on Nucky's team. Oh he yes, keeps by the way, he's going to get killed. I made I made one note in this just for this. I didn't write down any of the plot points or anything, but my one note is that Doyle is so fucked. Yeah. So my first note was who's going to kill Doyle? Nucky's people or Rothstein's people? Because it's going to yes. be one or the other. It's it's a dude that, you know, we've said is not going to be living a long and fruitful life before, and now even more so. He made it 10 episodes. I would have definitely taken the under on 10 mm-hmm. episodes. I don't know. A- any other... You said that was your only note. Nothing else? Uh, that was my only note that I wrote in my book. I mean, but... We have to get to it. If you have, if you Do you have anything you want to talk about before we really get to the important part of the episode? Uh, we can get to the important part, and then we can talk about my notes. 
Oh, I mean, Van Alden. What a, Your what favorite. a creepy man. I know. You love it. My note <laughs> was, see... uh, what the fuck is Van Alden doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that uh, at first when he walked into the bar, it made sense. It's like, you know, if he knew, uh, is Lucy her name? Is yes, that, Lucy. Right? Yeah. If he knew he, she was going to be there, it makes sense that he'd go and try to, you know, solicit her for information or whatever. But apparently, no, that is not what happened. It he solicited was... her for something. Oh, there was some solicitation involved. <laughs> but, I mean, even before that, in the episode, Van Alden goes to Margaret Schroeder's house. Indeed. And he's like, I can offer you salvation. Salvation. Not By the way, any time a man tells a woman he can offer her salvation, never creepy. No. What a dickhead That's... that guy is. <laughs> so then he goes to the bar all feeling crappy about himself because the true love of his life margaret shut him down and was rightfully creeped out and decides to drink some whiskey but she you know she creeped out but considering his words you can tell you can tell what that she's you know thinking about what he said that's she was like spent the whole episode like being like is this really yeah. what i want to spend my life doing the words had some impact not that she's like gonna be like want to meet up with van alden which no one wants to do except for lucy apparently yeah i mean that was true also like you know harrow harrow said something about you know i don't even recognize myself when i look in the mirror and the episode ended with margaret looking at herself in the mirror again very mm -hmm. subtle i i made the note when he's drinking the whiskey he goes to the bar after that orders himself a couple shots and i was like oh he's gonna have to beat himself a lot for having those drinks but you have no idea and then two minutes later i was like oh he's really gonna have to beat himself a lot he, uh, oh, he really didn't want to kiss Lucy there. He's not into I that. Know. There will be no kissing for this. <laughs> Let me right. make sure of that. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. So, yeah, I mean, we got to see all the scars on his back again. That's your just favorite. A, just a weird That's dude. Bird. He's not my favorite. Uh, I think my favorite rankings go the no face guy. He's second. Margaret, I think, still my favorite. Oh, really? She does seem like very sharp, and I, appreciate that like she's yeah. uh, she seems like a pretty deep character yep no she's good chalky white also seems quite sharp yeah he's he's not getting pushed around too much by nucky that's for sure jimmy of course is oh, a yeah. total psychopath and like Absolutely i said this is his heel turn probably the funniest murder scene i've ever seen in an episode of any Where show jimmy shoots the guy in the face after being like well i wasn't going to but then you talked me into it <laughs> <laughs> that was great uh my one question, do you think they hired an ethnic slur historian to consult on the show? Because they say stuff that I'm like, I have no idea what that means. And I don't really want to Google it. <laughs> there are things you shouldn't Google. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think just some notion of history. But yes. Yeah. But about, every, about everyone. Irish, Jewish people, Italians. Certainly, certainly Italians. Polacks. and yeah. And black people got the worst of the ethnic slurs this this episode. There was at least one term for Jewish people that I had never heard before. I, I won't say. It's good. Yeah, I don't know. It continues to be an entertaining show, though. So I'm continue to never watch it until the last possible second yeah. and then enjoy it every time. I think this was one of the best episodes so far. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Got to see Van Alden having sex. What more could you want, Greg? He's going to be hitting himself with that rope a lot or whatever. Uh, there's there's, there's going to be some, some self-flagellation. What was it? Like a sock with some batteries in it or something? I, can't uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. All right. I think that's that's it for the notes. Anyway, thank you guys very much. Send us some questions and perhaps we will record you an episode next week. Maybe. But perhaps not.
it was an excellent article. Oh, my AC is on now, by the way. In case you can't hear it. I'm literally sitting right next to the intake. Uh, oh, oh, I can hear it. So there's going to be no post-show content. <laughs> it's it's an AC podcast. The AC is on. <laughs>